0: Welcome to Literacy Mike, where we have conversations about learning. I'm your host for today, Ethan Myers. Literacy Mike is a podcast produced by Washtenaw Literacy. The views of the guests are their own. Believing that literacy is the foundation for a sustainable community, Washtenaw Literacy provides literacy support free of charge to adults through a network of trained tutors. In today's episode, Literacy Mike volunteer Eric Black talks to Melissa, a Washtenaw literacy learner, about her experience in a long-running book group learning lab run by tutor Susan Middlesworth. Learning labs are topic-based group tutoring opportunities. Melissa shares her path to learning English, why she joined the book club, and discusses the stories that captivate her.
1: So... Um, I wanted to ask you about um, the book club, of course. Um, okay. So you're in the book club with Susan.
2: Yes. Yes. Susan and is my lead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, just tell me about, you know, why did you join the cl- book club? When did you join? Um, kind of how did you hear about it?
2: Um, I joined the book club, I think, like, in early April. So, you know, like since I was still just teenager, I mm-hmm. I always want to join the book club mm-hmm. because it's not really common. It wasn't common in my city. Um, so I hear about book book club from movies, from my friend that mm-hmm. uh, my friend has a husband, which is American, mm-hmm. and then. She just told me that you need a book club because you love book but seem have not eager to finish your book like mm-hmm. you need a book club that's why because I hear that book club can can really give us a better understanding because there's a lot of discussion there and yeah I ha- I I wasn't hesitate to join and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm happy it's coming here. So I joined like three book club here. Okay. <laughs> to yeah, just really exciting to finish the book and have better, better um, meaning to mm-hmm. yeah, find a better meaning to the book.
1: Yeah, you know, I find you know reading by yourself you know there's there's very low stakes attached to finishing a book because it there's no one to hold you account you know like yeah finish the book that's great if you don't that's you know nobody's really breathing down your neck about it nobody's trying to make sure you finish so book yeah. it's a nice way to keep yourself motivated you know because, yeah and i and i think you're on to something about um finding meaning you know through these discussions because you know through different people's perspectives You know, things that we read, we don't always take in every single lesson, every single meaning that an author is trying to convey, you know, but other people may be able to unlock some of those meanings that we might have missed, might have looked over. Your discussions with your book group, obviously, I want to focus more on the one with Susan, if you don't mind. Talk about your discussions in the group, and what, what have you been reading? I mean, any particular books? I mean, I'm not sure what, you know, what kind of stuff you've been reading, so yeah just talk to oh. about that
2: yeah this this is the book the other einstein okay yeah at first i think it's really like you know boring like mm-hmm. but it's really exciting like um what favorite to me like mm-hmm. um when people just uh, related their story to the book, like they have um, uh, they have like something that really happened mm-hmm. and always nice, always nice to, to hear a true story from them and uh, can learn something and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sometimes book just uh, can express those experiences like in ways that we can we can really like tell telling ourselves and yeah it's so nice to see people uh sharing uh their experience through some parts of books uh that we read that and for me like retelling the story it's always exciting like you know they, they, they really happen. It, only just a fiction. I, I yeah. think it's a fiction because we just don't know. Um, there's no uh, history being, mm-hmm. uh, being recorded there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's always nice. And the first, at uh, the very first chapter, I can relate so much to this book because you know, um, uh, it tells about a woman, uh, mm-hmm. she's um, she live in a male dominated world because. Mm-hmm. She just uh studied um physics at a day, mm-hmm. I believe. Like there's still um so many there were still so many uh discrimination and then mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And yeah. And I can relate it because I used to work at male-dominated world, so mm-hmm. So many things that uh reminiscing me to the day I've been there, like, like so much. And so uh, it's so good to read. Yeah. And I love this author. It's also, like, have a feminism perspective on it. Okay, cool. At first, I, I don't expect that, like...
1: Uh, yeah, you said it was a little bit slow at the beginning. I know a lot of books can kind of be that way. Yeah, yeah. their way up to a attention or...
2: Something. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, as an on-native, it's easier mm-hmm. to... Actually, it's easier to read this book because I think that the author is just, like, write this novel for mm-hmm. book club purpose because mm-hmm. she has, like, uh, the... The guidance to Oh okay. Cool. You know, like the guidance to uh book club things. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, it's it's um mm, it's about, you know, um uh, it's about people, uh sorry, a okay. woman that mm-hmm. Uh okay I can say that it, she is the other Einstein is a me, Mileva Mitzamerik. it's the first wife of Einstein okay which yeah. also uh took the degree the same degree as Einstein at physics mm-hmm. and yeah we have this speculation that whether she find the formula for the relativity theory Right. Or, yeah. or, yeah, you know, like mm, in this book, uh, Einstein was just like, you know, a bad guy who really yeah. uh, with uh, mistreating her. And yeah, that's why I can I can see the feminist uh, perspective mm-hmm. through this book. And yeah it was really nice to read this kind of thing because it, it also has history yeah. and yeah. And some perspective and, you know, like women have, women mm-hmm. uh, have to be like strong, even mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're in love to someone like blindly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Yeah. And, what uh? What languages do you speak? Actually, I, I never asked. Other
2: than okay. my first language is Bahasa Indonesia. Okay, right, yeah.
1: So, how long have you been learning English? Has it just been since within the United States? Where you? Uh, I've talked to other people. Some people learn a little bit uh, in grade school. Um, yeah, tell us about kind of like how you your path to English has kind of come about.
2: Oh well, actually, it's uh. English is really basic subject since elementary school, so okay. we learn. Yeah, we learn from that, and mm-hmm. also I had to take my TOEIC test and TOEFL test for university and yeah. for flying school. I'm a pilot. I'm an airline cool. pilot, so I need like yeah, that there. There's a requirement and it's mandatory. Uh, so yeah, I learned... English like from the very first <laughs> stage of my year. So mm-hmm. because my you know, like bedtime stories. My mom used to tell me bedtime story with English. I I cannot really remember it, like but I believe it was a hare and turtle or something. I oh the even... tortoise and a yeah. hare, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a very common yeah. uh you know young young children uh, uh story for that yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, yeah she, she just like wanted to tell me like the consistency is the key like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. and yeah uh, my first book in English just my bedtime story but what mm-hmm. what I can remember like um vividly because my consciousness just like uh really full at a time was um little prince the little prince okay. i believe it's originally a french okay but yeah i read the uh the english version one it's really awesome. good
1: yeah and what would you say is do you have a favorite book in english do you have a favorite book in your in your native language do you, um you know tell us about kind of like what you like to read
2: oh i i have you know I kind of like rereading that yeah. in the United States but I I have that My, I have one favorite it's Persepolis. Okay. I really like this book but it's like with animation in there.
1: Oh cool. Yeah. It's a comic book. book, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite because you know it's it's kind of like feminist.
1: Okay. Yeah. Book
2: things book yeah and it's uh, do you have do you uh have you read this
1: no i've never read
2: okay it's like uh, it's it told me about um iran iran sorry okay iran war
1: oh iran iraq war maybe i think was that in the 80s i think something like that
2: yeah 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 it's a uh, 19 70 or oh, 19, okay. even
1: earlier. 70, yeah, seven, nine. Okay. Yeah. Seven, nine. I see. Cool. Yeah, but yeah. that you said that there was a lot of uh, of a feminine perspective in that book as well. Yes, really.
2: I, I I can probably mys uh, I can call myself probably like I'm a feminist and I'm a yeah. social justice mm-hmm. warrior, <laughs> something, something. <laughs> 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 I I read. Very cool. No, that's great. Yeah.
0: Thank you for listening to Literacy Mike. In part two of their conversation, Eric and Melissa talk about the feminist perspective in some of her favorite books. Let's rejoin them now.
1: It's cool kind of like how fiction can really sort of mirror the world that we're in, you know, like how a fiction writer can kind of write the kind of you know type of society that we're in and even though it's obviously a created sort of created world obviously if einstein's in it then there's some similarities or whatnot but um, there's obviously a fiction element to it i i also think it's interesting just like the other einstein just because like einstein is used as this like singular genius figure um in society when i don't know like there's a lot of people who given this sort of like allowed to be einstein that could have been
2: mm-hmm.
1: there's a lot of people who are not allowed to sort of pursue the sort of passions they have um you know for especially for women in um in america you know women didn't have the right to vote until i think the late 1920s you know there um you know a lot of different obstacles in the path of women all over the world of course but you know a lot of you know missed potential we'll say you know a lot of people who could have done something that just simply weren't allowed to so i I like the kind of angle of that book just like because einstein did it that means someone else could have done you know yeah that that a woman could have done it you know like of course like but that sort of that that idea just isn't really it's good to have like different perspectives on things. That's why it's like, I just feel like there's a lot of barriers put towards women that are just simply unfair, that are obviously like, who can obviously be just as smart as men who could do a lot of, a lot of different things that they just simply weren't allowed to. Is that what the book sort of deals with as well? Is there a lot of issues that she faces in that, that main character in that story like that?
2: Yeah. Yeah, really. It was really, yeah, yeah. As you say, it's, there's a lot of uh, obstacles and distraction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. Uh, it kind of like, I can really uh, relate to the story because sometimes I think um, there's still a woman at that uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With obstacle, with a lot right. of, yeah, it's a vulnerable rebel. Mm -hmm. moment like that yeah
1: you know world's not perfect and that these kind of like stories are really important in terms of like creating a world that makes men and women on the same on the same level you know because obviously we're all human that means we're all really on the same level uh, on a basic level you know there's so much more that makes us in common than there is that separates us you know so i've that's i've I've always kind of like Um, been interested in the feminist perspective just because like, it's not something, it's something that is almost counterculture in a way because it's not the dominant culture, you know, and a lot of people sort of brush it aside or, you know, don't take it as seriously. But obviously there's a lot of great, um, a lot of great feminist writers, a lot of great um, women in history that make history that, um, do a lot of important things and you know these sort of stories are i don't know it's not something that would um it might not change the world of like what it is right now but it is something that mm-hmm. can open inspiration for like what can be you know yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah it can it can like help a woman with that situation with that mm-hmm. especially when they are in the in a developing countries
1: yeah
2: yeah there's still a lot of issues there like gender issues mm-hmm. and yeah my yeah. my country has also like you know still in the patriarchal
1: very much so yeah yeah
2: very much yeah
1: so yeah, that's I, why america is you know i would say in a similar situation i'm not you know um America, in, in some ways, America is, you know, there, it's never a linear progress. It's never all good, never all bad in terms mm. of how progress is working here. Obviously, women are allowed now, like women, for example, weren't allowed to have credit cards until like the 1970s. You know, that's, yeah. um, you know, just certain obstacles that have been. Barriers have been lowered, obviously, for certain things like you know allowed to have a credit card or you know allowed to have a job uh, separate from your husband. Divorce is obviously much more culturally acceptable now. Um, you know, it it makes there's more of a independence sort of um, allowed, I would say, or even expected in some ways because you know for a long time. Uh, the the husband or whatever was the only one working or was it a lot of ways that's not really possible anymore. You know, the way that income inequality or just in general housing or, you know, cost of living has gone up. It's sort of required in a way, uh, uh, an independence because one income is just not enough anymore. Um, especially in America, I'm not sure what it's like for Indonesia, but, um, you know, like it, like I said, the patriarchy is it's something that is extended worldwide, obviously,
2: is
1: yeah. <laughs> having their own, um, you know, struggle about these types of issues, you know. So um, I don't know. Have you encountered anything like that in America that has um, made you think like this is like Indonesia? This is something very different. Like how how do you kind of compare and contrast the America in terms of like gender issues or anything like that?
2: um the gender issues i think like yeah for um uh, like in america you can you ha- you have like a freedom of speech you can like just uh express yourself mm-hmm. and you know when it comes to us then then the law is like covered uh but yeah. in indonesia you know there's we ha- we have also the same the uh, de- democratic system.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: But but it's not really democrat democratic because there's no freedom of speech. Like you can yeah. express yourself. You have to um, care of what you what you're saying. Right. Because yeah, you can go to jail or mm-hmm. court just because uh, make people uh, feel resentful. Uh, okay. You know, feel offended. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and that's why it it can also like uh, bring women to more um, quiet and more, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, submissive. If you know okay. what I mean, submissive like something uh, that really cannot be tolerated, but mm-hmm. uh, somehow they just. Afraid of the law, the law will bring right. them to jail. Like, yeah,
1: will come to your house and take you to court or take you to jail. Yeah, that's a pretty real yeah, threat, yeah. you know. Yeah,
2: um, yeah,
1: yeah. That understandable. Like people not wanting to speak out against something like that. It takes a lot of brave. It takes a lot of courage to, you know, to speak out against something you know could possibly land you in jail or in yeah, yeah, trouble.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, um, there's. I would say you know. In a, in a way that isn't it's different than America, but also not so different. You know, we have a lot of our own issues, of course, um, in terms of political repression or anything like that. Um, anyway, I think that's about all the questions I had for um, for our discussion. Is there anything else you wanted to say um, before we go? Is there anything else? Um, yeah. Is there anything else you had on your mind that I didn't get to?
2: Um what else <laughs> I can't think. and it's
1: okay if you don't that's okay
2: I think I I have known I have known sorry that's Okay.
1: yeah no that's great yeah I appreciate <laughs> yeah I appreciate your time thank you so much for talking to us and to talk to you today um thank you so much. thank you so much <laughs> Melissa thank you and uh have a great day
2: you too have a great day thank you take bye care. bye everyone. take care
0: what you read and what you know influences your worldview. Only hearing about singular, one-in-a-million geniuses can be disempowering. What Melissa suggests to us in this conversation is that, given the right circumstances and action, there are many more people who could be empowered. In this, literacy is a pathway to empowerment. And that is our goal at Washington Literacy. And as always, thanks again for tuning in to Literacy Market. If you'd like to help Washtenaw Literacy's mission of providing free literacy support to adults, be sure to check out our website at Washnaliteracy.org for ways that you can get involved. Until next time, this has been the Literacy Mike Podcast.